2: Derek Jeter does not want anyone on his team with L in their first or last name. He does not want the L. Loser mentality. Loser mentality. You'll note Derek Jeter, uh, a known and infamous winner, has no Ls in his first or last name.
0: Of There Is No Offseason, a baseball prospectus daily podcast focusing solely on fantasy keeper and dynasty league formats. I am your host, Ben Carsley of the BP Fantasy Team, and I am joined by BP's managing editor, Brett Sayer, and BP's minor league editor, Craig Goldstein. Uh, guys, it is uh, good to be back with you again. Craig, on a scale from 1 to 10, how much have you or have you not traded for Ian Kinsler?
2: I'm going to go with zero.
0: You have not traded for Ian Kinsler?
2: That's,
1: that is correct.
0: All right. Brett, how interested would you say you are in acquiring Chase
1: Headley? Um, not interested, but uh, the thought of Ian Kinsler on Hanukkah gets me very excited.
0: But I'm. That's weird. I'm just gonna gonna move past it, that. I I should throw that. It is Hanukkah, so we should get Happy bread.
1: Happy Hanukkah, everybody.
0: <laughs> especially in Kinsler. Yeah.
2: Yes. Especially. There's a reason that we're not employed by the angels, who are interested in both of those people.
0: That uh, <laughs> that was the connection.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah.
0: All right, so thank you for your patience. We know it's been a little while since our last episode, uh, but if you enjoy reading the BP annual and you enjoy reading the BP top 10 prospect lists, uh, then please forgive our absences, because that's why we haven't been around to podcast. We've been busy getting the book together, if you're Brett, working on the rankings, if you're Craig, uh, and generally making everybody's lives a little more difficult, if you're me. So we'll record tonight, if we're being honest. Probably not going to pump out another one this calendar year. Maybe we'll try, uh, and then hopefully we can get back on more of a regular schedule. We,
2: again we can give you. it a Mets We Tried.
0: Yeah, well, uh, okay, here, I'll say this. We're interested... We're interested in recording another episode in 2017.
2: We're we're kicking the
1: tires.
0: We're at the point where names have been exchanged.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so all, you know, you, you think you're not going to get an episode of Tino. You think you're not going to get an episode of Tino. And then all of a sudden, it's Anthony Swarzak time. That's,
2: That's right. true. I would There's say always, we are the Anthony Swarzak of podcasts. Uh,
0: so I guess for us, it would be mystery date, right? Like we'll say 2018, but then late in the year, maybe a mystery date will pop in and get in on the action. Yeah, always yep. possible.
2: All All is right. possible. We could also, given that we are, if, if we are being the Mets, uh, we could wait out the podcast market since it's getting a little hot right now. And, That's very true. Yeah, very <laughs> true. Podcast market <laughs> is heating up, and we're just going to wait it out and, uh, and figure it
1: out later. Maybe in January. Who knows? That's true. We're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about in January.
0: <laughs> God, it's almost scary. All right. Well, we actually have a good amount to talk about right now. I know it's been... A bit of a slower winter meetings, with the exception of one or two big moves so far. Uh, But the advantage to going five or six weeks in between recording is there's still lots of stuff that's happened in between our last episodes. So let's start with some current events. And uh, Brett, I think the best place to start is with the man we've maybe gotten the most questions about over the past year. And that is uh, Shohei Otani, who, of course, is an angel. And they are going to let him both pitch and hit which is interesting news for fantasy owners. So sort of give us your breakdown of, 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 what Otani's value is now that we know where he ended up. He's,
1: he's here guys. He's, it, it, happened. I, I feel like we've been getting questions about Otani since we started this podcast. Um, maybe that's your I, fault. I'm going to say, yeah, yeah I, I blame myself for that one. Um, But uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's a Los Angeles angel um, and he's going to be pitching and hitting, which is which is very exciting. I think, um, you know, I think the first thing with uh, like two major things, one with uh, some of the current events, um, I I I don't want to see people kind of overblow the whole UCL story that's coming out um i don't think that is a i don't think that's a big deal at all i think that is uh you know if you if you took a picture of anybody's elbow at his age and at his usage level um there would be some sort of damage in there um but uh the people who are The people who I've seen reacting to that saying, oh, God, that means it's just, you know, a matter of starts before he needs Tommy John surgery. That is that is not how it works. Um, The second thing is that, you know, what we what we don't know at this point is the balance about how he's going to um, the the balance he's going to try to bring to both roles. So. The more important one for the Angels, I think, pretty obviously, is going to be Otani on the mound. Um, I think he is. I, I I was actually I was helping um, our uh, everything guru Rob McCune um, uh, look at some of our projections, our initial projections for um, for 2018. And the really really fun thing is that uh, on a rate basis. Uh, Otani projects to be the Angels' second-best hitter behind Mike Trout and their best pitcher. <laughs> um, so number of innings pitched and number of plate appearances still to be determined, but um, that is the that is still the kind of talent that we're talking about. Um, I, also, I forget, says something who, about
2: the Angels, if we're being...
1: Well, he has a higher projected true average than Justin Upton, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but uh, that could
2: say something about the projection.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could. But you know, we, we'll 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 find out. And I don't know whether that it's it's a draft projection anyway. Um, so it might uh, it might not be the uh, the final projection. We go through lots of versions of these, but um, there uh, it 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 speaks to the potential in the rotation. I think it's pretty clear that as long as he's healthy Otani should shoulder a pretty normal workload for a pitcher of his age um he's thrown uh you know he's thrown full workloads in Japan Uh, I wouldn't expect uh, there's no reason why I would expect him to throw fewer than 200 innings with barring injury um or barring just general ineffectiveness if he's not particularly great uh, because uh, pitchers don't really throw 200 innings all that much anymore. But on the hitting side, it's going to be a lot tougher. Um, I don't see them using him in the outfield really very much, um, especially uh, especially on on days before, or days after he's going to be pitching. I think that's going to be too much on his arm. I don't think they're going to want to do that. Um the angels also have the decaying remains of Albert Pujols, who, uh, they're not going to want to put at first base very much. So it's going to be a little bit of a balancing act. And with Mike Socha running the, uh, running the ship, I, you know, I, I tend to think that Pujols is going to get more run at DH than he probably should, regardless of how good Otani is. Um, but I, I don't, I don't remember who said, it. I, I thought a, a pretty reasonable offensive, uh, offensive workload and and uh is kind of similar to what the what the nationals did with adam lynn last year where he was kind of a except you know at at dh rather than first base you know he's kind of an you know someone who could play a corner outfield spot once a week if they wanted him to someone who could dh you know two to three times a week i think they're going to give him i I think they're going to give him enough rest that he's only going to get to maybe you know, 300 or so plate appearances, even if they really do commit to letting him do both. Um, So I think offensively, I think, I think whether he's really good or not, I think playing time uh, needs to be accounted for. But uh, I, I think if you're drafting him as anything, if you're drafting him as a two way player, just draft him for the value you would for uh for him as a pitcher um because it's going to be really difficult to uh, it's going to be really difficult to time um with the angels not likely to commit to him in a a full offensive load
0: so i know we saw today that at least yahoo definitely is treating um otani the pitcher and otani the batter as two different players that you would have to draft separately two roster spots etc do we know if that's the case across the board have have the other major platforms come out and said anything
1: they haven't. I mean, I I know what um, real time sports is doing, which is what we use for labor because that came out. We had our initial um, email come out about that last week. He's going to have dual eligibility in in labor, but you have to decide at the beginning of the um, beginning of the scoring period where you want to use him. I think that's going to be most. Common. I think it's going to be more common uh, for that than the Yahoo method. I think honestly, having two versions of him that need to be that need to be drafted separately and can be traded separately, I think is just really strange. Um, I, so, I yeah, understand. I think that makes
2: sense.
1: I just it might make the most sense. This is just such a weird situation. I just I something about that just feels like the feels like the wrong way to handle it. Um not that the other way is really necessarily a better way because you know, if you use Otani as a pitcher in a given scoring period, you lose his offensive stats. And if you use him as an offensive player, you lose his pitching stats. Um, but I, I, I do think in the end, I think that's going to be more common. Um, but it really depends what the big sites do. I haven't heard anything specific from ESPN or CBS yet. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's really the only major player that we've that we've heard some sort of confirmation from on this.
0: All right. So unless he is hurt or the Angels make a major move that would impact him or whatever, can we agree this is the last Otani question that we are going to answer until way closer to the season?
2: Yeah, definitely not. Also, definitely not later in this podcast where we talk about him. That's no certain. cer- yeah. certainly
0: not going to be what we do.
1: No, I think. Well, you know, we'll we'll just get it out of the way now because we'll one of our either our next or our, either our next podcast or the one after we're going to be talking about my top fifty signees list for dynasty drafts. He's clearly number one on that list. Um, I don't think there's really much surprise or or debate to be had about that. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. what was that?
2: I don't know. I it'll be interesting. We'll talk about it then. We'll see. Okay. If things well, we might clarify.
0: Talk. Yeah. All right. So, moving on to either the biggest or second biggest uh, piece of news from the offseason, depending on how you want to look at it, uh, obviously, is, is John Carl Stanton going to the Yankees? Um, so I think the expert dynasty advice we could give you is this is a good move for him because he's <laughs> going to a better park and a better lineup and he'll be able to DH a little bit. Uh, but Craig, the question I want to ask you instead is, uh, you know, we just, us stand and have his best season ever. We've known he's very good for a long time, but I think that because he's coming off such a strong year and because he's going to be Yankee and the trade was so exciting that people sort of forgot that. He wasn't anywhere near as good in 2016 or 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, part of that was because of injuries, but part of that is because he's, he is a player with real warts. So does this move to New York sort of, you know, temper what I expect you were probably anticipating to be a small step back from him? Do you still think he's going to take a step back? You know, where do you sort of see Stanton given, given everything we know now?
2: Yeah, I do think there's going to be a step back, I, and I think you make a good point about his his last two years before 2017. I mean, something to just keep in mind. Obviously, 59 home runs is nuts, but to to put to put it in a little perspective, if you go back to his last full season, which was 145 games in 2014. Uh, he hit 288, 395, 555. Now you compare that to 2017, where he hit 281, 376, 631. There's obviously a huge jump in slugging percentage and a, and a sizable drop-off in, in OBP for 2017 compared to 2014. But it's worth noting that, like, weighted by weighted runs created, uh, he was actually five points better uh, in 2014, which should tell you – I mean, look, we all know about the ball change. We've talked about it a ton. But it should reinforce the environmental difference and that mm-hmm. relative to other players, Well, this season was still – obviously spectacular um it it, you know just in terms of like something like wrc plus it doesn't you know, it it still didn't eclipse his 2014, and that in that season he only hit 37 home runs. So it's just underscoring the the different in difference in offensive environment. I do think there's a small step back. I don't think he's going to hit 60 home runs. Do I think he can? Sure. I mean, he obviously he almost hit 60 this year uh, in in the NL East, which has a bunch of uh, um, outside of uh, Citizens Bank. I think it's all pitchers' parks, right, for the most part. Um, oh I guess the new the new Atlanta park is a, is a bit more Yeah, Atlanta, than
1: Atlanta's I've, that, but more for I was thinking more for left-handed hitters anyway. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I yeah, I I certainly think he's going to put up ridiculous numbers. Um I would guess maybe in a full season over 45 home runs, I would I would feel pretty comfortable with, which is obviously going to be really valuable, but 60 or 59 is is a little bit different and I think there's there's some um, potential for you know a drop off in average we've obviously seen that before um yeah i don't know I, I he's obviously still insanely good um that that is not breaking news but a small step back but overall i think this mitigates uh any potential step back that we we might have seen uh coming forward so brett there's a lot of
0: talk about you know where to, where is stanton going to be drafted now um because people are arguing he should be drafted third after only trout and Altuve. Are you willing to go that high on Stanton yet? And if not, uh, about where would you would you take him about where does he fall in like a twelve team league for you?
1: absolutely not. i i think I think it's important, Craig, you hit the you hit the nail on the head about the context. You know, you talk about um sort of some of those advanced stats. but just in terms of fantasy earnings, I mean, Jim Carlos Stanton had, Essentially, the the season that everyone would assume his absolute peak is, for the most part, um, and he was not a top five fantasy player. Now, that partially is because of the power surge, and that's partially because he he's truly a four category player. Um, but you know he. He finished outside the top five. The top five players were Jose Altuve, Charlie Blackman, D. Gordon, Paul Goldschmidt, and Aaron Judge. They all finished ahead of him in uh, in mixed league uh, rankings according to to Mike's valuations. You know, we talk about we talk about the the move to uh, to Yankee Stadium being possibly a better place to hit and the lineup being better around him, um, which is fair, but. You know, that didn't really stop him in in Miami from putting up some ridiculous counting stats. Um, you have to go back eight years to find the last player who had both one hundred twenty three runs and one hundred twenty three RBI um, stand at one hundred twenty three runs. I think one hundred thirty four runs better than the last person to do that was 132. Albert one thirty two. Last person to do that was Albert Pujols in 2009. So if you're if you're betting even in a great lineup and even if he has another great season um he won't put up those counting stats again or the odds are severely against him and with those counting stats with those extreme counting stats he still was not a top 5 player i you know i don't think i'd have him in the i don't think i'd have him in the top 10 to be honest um not the I mean,
2: injury in- risk is still so present. Yeah, in- that's what I was going to bring. still
1: there and he's still just even, he's still just a four category player. There's no, he still does strike out. He's not, he's the kind of guy who, even if he has a good season, a little bit of bad luck and all of a sudden he's a negative contributor in batting average. And he's a three category guy and he's a three category guy. That is the most replaceable type of three category guy. We've seen these hitters come out of nowhere and hit 20, 25, 30 home runs, you know, it's not it's not nearly as hard to find a 30 home run bat as it was, you know, 5 years ago. Um, you know, and it, it's not that Stanton is not a great fantasy player. He is a great fantasy player, but all of the the sexiness of the home runs and the counting stats and being on the Yankees and uh, all the all the talk this offseason is going to is going to drive owners to do something that I think think they're going to regret in the spring, Um, you know, and that's across redraft and dynasty leagues. Um, You know, I think there's I think there's a cap to his value and I think he's I I think we saw it. Um, So banking on either a a repeat or even just a very, very slight regression is is not a is not a, a great bet and not not one that I feel I'd feel super comfortable with.
0: All right, so the last big move we have to talk about uh, is Stanton's teammate, Marcel Ozuna, who just earlier today was traded to the Cardinals. So, I mean, obviously not as dramatic a contextual uh, value swing as as Stanton, um, but still fair to say up a little bit, Brett, or does it not really move the needle for you at all?
1: Um, Ozuna, I think it moves... uh, I think it ticks him up a little bit. You know, it it is a better park to hit in. And honestly, I think more than Stanton, I think Ozuna is going to benefit from being out of Miami. Um, I think there's, you know, he, he had a, a truly great season last year, but this is an organization that just, you know, completely fucked him in 2016. And uh, he's, my guess is that he is pleased to be moving on and, and, you know, St. Louis is St. Louis is a you know, is gonna have a good lineup. It's a it's a good place to it's a good place to hit for a right hander. It's not you know, it's not corser uh or you know, Chase Field or anything. But um you know, Azuna, you know, we talk about you talk about comparing comparing the two. Yeah, I mean, Ozuna didn't have the you know the the crazy home run numbers that that Stanton had, but Stanton earned thirty one dollars last year in mixed leagues, and Ozuna earned twenty nine. Um, they're 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 more comparable than you think. Uh, I mean, Stanton is better, but uh, but Ozuna is Ozuna. I think is is legit, and I think there's a little bit more of a batting average floor with Azuna, um, even though the power is clearly not at the level that that Stanton's is um, and uh, you know the that said Azuna is, is also a guy who's not going to repeat his uh, uh, who's not going to repeat his counting stats from last year Him him and Stanton both were both were ridiculous in that department Azuna drove in hundred and but I, I had it up and then I just lost it I yeah, I lost it again. Like it 124. Runs. It was 125 or something around there. He, he scored almost 100 runs. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot going on, and he did he did hit 312. I don't I don't think you should count on him being a 300 hitter going forward. But you know, he's he he does not strike out much for a power hitter in this era. So I think it's more bankable than than Stanton's batting average.
2: Okay, so overall good is one way to sum that up. Overall
1: good, but I I believe in Nizuna, regardless of the change in scenery. So
2: so I'd just like to, for, for a quick second, and I'd like to at least touch on the, the prospects that were involved in this, and it, if we think it changes anything for them, I, I'm guessing it's going to be pretty quick. But the, the other part is the fallout from the roster changes around these. Obviously, neither of these teams is necessarily done assembling their roster, but I've, this... So... St. Louis's outfield becomes Ozuna, um, Fowler, and Pham from right to left, right? Yep. Yeah, it and seems so like they deal, Piscotty.
1: I think yeah, so like- Piscotty, I mean, so- is on the verge of getting traded. It right. sounds like so- I would be surprised if they didn't find a there's- home for him.
2: Greg there's Jose, Jose
1: Martinez. Martinez.
2: Yeah, so what does it mean— Where do we think this shakes out, I guess is what I'm asking.
1: I think between the three of them, I think two of them get traded and one of them ends up being the fourth outfielder or ends up in the minors. I mean, they have other outfield depth behind even those guys, right? Yeah, Not a ton, but.
2: In the the minors, they have like a Rosarena and Jose Adeliz
1: Garcia, who are both, they were at double A. Okay. Maybe maybe I'm not missing somebody then. I thought I, I thought I was missing someone on the depth chart, but uh, there
2: might be. I I don't have it up. I'm just
1: going to I mean, not him. scare anymore. We'll, we'll get him, but
2: So
0: I I think Piscotti gets dealt obviously, and then I mean personally, I don't I don't think Fam is going to have the same year he had last year. I think he can be a serviceable uh, starter, but I don't think he's going to sort of take that job and and hold it down unquestioned all year. So I would expect uh, Gricek and Martinez to be able to get some playing time, but there's no doubt... Well, I don't think anyone was really counting on Gricek from a fantasy point of view at this point, right? Unless you're
2: in, like, a tdgx size league. I wouldn't think so.
1: No. And it, it Harrison Bader was the other guy I was thinking of. Oh,
2: Bader.
1: Okay. Um, yes, that makes sense. So, I the problem... I mean really the problem with Martinez and with with Gritsch assuming they're around is that um they would both be solid fourth outfielders with a you know a more left-handed hitting um but the the Cardinals don't really have that. I mean they have Azuna who's obviously a big right-handed power hitter. Um you know Dexter Fowler for his uh Dexter Fowler is a switch hitter. You know, for his career, he's uh, he's where where are his splits at his, his splits are reasonably even, but he's better against left-handed pitching. So you don't really want to platoon him. Um, Tommy Pham, you're you have to play Tommy Pham every day at this point until until you don't. But he's right-handed anyway, so um, it's going to be really difficult for Martinez or Grichik to get to get playing time there.
2: Right, so I guess my my question, the takeaway for someone, I mean, obviously it's complicated, right? We we can acknowledge that, but my takeaway, I guess, for someone who's listening to this is to ask, who, who of the backups, who are you, who are you most interested in owning? Martinez, but okay, Ben. Yeah, I mean,
0: if we're not counting Piscotti, then yes. I no,
2: no, I mean, we're counting Piscotti. That's oh, I, then then Piscotti. but I think he's getting I, dealt. Yeah, and. Brett, were you aware Piscotty was involved?
1: He's been involved in talks, but I I don't, yeah. Martinez might get dealt, too. Assuming if you told me that we knew 100% that Piscotty was getting dealt and Martinez was not getting dealt, I'd go with Piscotty.
2: What we know right now, that's the question. What we know right
1: now, I'd take take Martinez.
2: Okay, I I would also take Piscotty, so I'm with Ben.
1: I, I just thought that was an interesting
2: thing. And so then we have the same fallout with... The Yankees, where we're expecting people to get dealt. But again, I, I, I want to, I guess, pose to you guys, which of the guys not starting? And I'm assuming, okay, so we got Judge Stanton and... Gardner. And what? Gardner. Gardner is the is the presumed other starter. And then we have the DH. I mean,
0: that's... Yep. Well, that's why, yeah. So really, there's four, because I think Hicks is yeah, going to play but,
1: very but often. But we also have and Hicks and Fraser And, <laughs> and Elfbury,
2: There's, there's yeah. a lot
1: going on there. Yeah.
2: Hicks, Fraser, and Ellsbury. So, okay. So, assuming four spots are taken, and so, okay. So, who are the four that we assume are going to start the most? Stanton, Stant Judge, Gardner, and Hicks
1: are who I think will get the most. It, it has them. to be the four of them. Yeah.
2: Okay. So, I'm going to say between between Hicks, Fraser, and uh, Ellsbury, 2018 only. I understand this is a dynasty podcast because the answer to dynasty is obviously Fraser. Like that's not even a question. But yes. For the forthcoming year, if people are trying to grapple with this, who who are you banking on providing the most value? Understanding that it might might require a trade, it, whatever it's going to be.
0: Definitely, definitely Hicks. Not even not even close for me.
1: I'm with Ben. I don't think I'm as. I don't think I think I'd only say definitely once. But I I think part of that is because I do I do really believe in Clint Fraser, and I think he's going to force his way in there. Uh, before the end of the season uh, but I think that may be at the expense of Brett Gardner
2: yeah I mean I'm I'm very tempted to say Frazier as well but I I, I do think the answer is probably Hicks so here this is I'm going to say all three which not helpful to anybody but here's only case for Ellsbury he stole 22 bases last year and no one steals bases anymore and I think on a dollar value based on what people actually do, I, I think there's a chance that if he steals 20 bases, he out earns either of the other two in 2018.
1: He might, and, you know. To be fair to that point, Helisbury, Ellsbury did steal 22 bases in just 350 at bats. Right, no, roughly okay. 350 at bats. So even in a even a half season of playing time, you know, 15 to 20 steals is still perfectly reasonable for Ellsbury. You know, Hicks yeah, Hicks, he, stole, he could Hicks stole 10 bases three. though, and what was it? He could easily be the one traded into a you know, to
2: in a, in a salary dump or something like that where he ends up getting more playing time than he should and racking up stolen bases
1: in the process. Sure, yeah. But yeah, I mean Hicks, Hicks also Hicks in three hundred of bats stole double digit bases. So that's a you know, I, I think uh there's it, it is kind of a shame because all three of them, I think they there's value to be had in all three of them and uh I mean we'll see how this all shakes out, obviously, but um, but I, I, I do think that that Hicks's step forward is for the most part legit, and then that's the you know, that's the driving force as to why I would say him.
0: Okay. Jacoby, Ells- Jacoby Ellsbury is a hundred percent going to end up being a Giant.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> that is kind of meant to be. <laughs> yeah, he's huh. going to spend the last four years of his career limping around left field for the Giants meekly diving for balls he would have caught four years ago and stealing just enough bases to be your of five
1: yeah
2: okay it's like the perfect
1: Uh, thing they're they're looking at jd martinez and he doesn't want to and Stanton, and they're not going to end up there they're looking at you know know, at least on the homer side and then they're looking at billy hamilton from the reds on the defense and steals side so why not just get someone who does everything poorly
2: okay so really quick the prospects involved in the trades um do you just want to do a like a quick ranking of which ones you like the most the Marlins have received or how do, how do you want to touch on them?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. I assume our rankings will be probably the same, right? I, I, I uh, take there were Sierra first divergent I opinions
2: take on. on Jorge Guzman.
1: Oh, are we, we're including Guzman. We're, so we're including both trades. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. I, I'd go Sierra then, um, then Alcantara, then Guzman, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, but well, no, no respect for Nick Nearder. No no just, just
0: no respect.
2: Well, he. Okay, we didn't even touch on the Gordon trade yet. But That's yeah, true. I mean, I, forgot also, I, I also would put not.
1: him here above the abyss.
2: Would you. Gallon or not? So, okay, Neider and Gallon are both back end starters. We should just throw that out there. They're not going to be particularly valuable. Uh, Alcantara high-end uh, velocity but questionable control and uh, needs needs development of more pitches might be a reliever Sierra center fielder no power lots of speed I, I think Sierra is the, the clear winner right
1: yeah I mean I, I definitely I, I definitely like him in real life more than I like him in fantasy I don't think the speed plays up as much as yeah. I, some people assume but uh, you know 25 or so steals is still 25 or so steals. I just don't see him as like a 40 or 50 steal guy.
2: I don't think he needs to be in this environment.
1: I mean, that's, I, Oh no, he, he,
2: to he definitely does no. crush Sandy Al- Alcantara's value in, in terms of likely value, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah I, I, yeah. because of
0: that, I agree, but I, I think Alcantara is closer to that tier than... I don't think there's a big gap between them, I guess, is what Fair I'd not. say. But I, I like I like Alcantara's upside a lot.
2: So Yeah, and, and I just... Jorge Guzman was not on our Yankees' top prospect list. Um, we did have people who saw him. They did not see him particularly great. Uh, he's also 22 and dominated... Uh, I think it was short season, right? It wasn't even full season. Yeah. Um, and he throws like 100 miles an hour. He throws like 97 99 can touch 101 I believe. Yeah, he threw he threw it Staten Island this year. I mean, he can throw it really hard. He he has good control. Um the the breaking ball comes and goes and there's not a ton of a third pitch right now. I've uh, there you'll see reports that say he's a potential future ace. I don't think that's out of the question with a guy who can start and hold his velocity and throw as hard as he does. But there's a good chance that in a couple of years he's Sandy Alcantara, right? The difference, yeah. Being, I mean, the difference between he's already 21, and Sandy Alcantara is only 22 and four levels higher. Is that?
1: Yeah, that that's the yeah. big. They're Guzman. the same
2: age. They're, one's twenty-one. Yeah, they're both they're both twenty-one. So yeah, Guzmán be twenty-two 21.
1: before the net, before the season even starts. Yeah, so, and same
2: for Alcantara. So I think that's that's the relevance here. With I, there's there's a lot to like about Guzmán. We I got feedback from from scouts that said he should have been on on the list, and I think that there's a fair point. The Yankees have a really deep system, but like there's a good chance he's just a fastball guy, and and we don't. I shouldn't say a good chance. There's a chance he's just a fastball guy. I mean, it's he's 22 and in in short season. Yep. So, does D Gordon's value change at all for anybody?
1: No, not really. I mean, it, it, he's maybe he scores a couple more runs, but or at least a couple more runs than he would have been projected to score in Miami. But no, not really. Yeah, I think he's the same.
2: It'll be. Uh...
0: It'll it'll be bad. It'll be worse when he loses second base eligibility. I just want to
2: not sure I, people. Know I that. think there's a good chance he held, he holds on to it. Frankly, really? Yeah, I think Cano will spend some time at first because the I'm not a believer in Ryan Healy, and I think Gordon will get you know 15 20 games in in at unit, unit second. Sure.
1: Well, well even I'll if it takes like, one to
0: no injury too. Way to know? just nuke the Ryan Healy segment.
1: <laughs> or i mean how many times did they play cano at dh last year um
0: yeah, but they have nelson cruz
1: they do have nelson cruz but uh
0: we should extremely only be a dh
1: yeah but they played him. i guess last year they didn't they were playing him consistently about five to ten games at dh from 2014 to 2016
2: Yeah, I, I think there's a decent chance he gets he gets time there
1: what, what's what percent would you put on him retain having second base eligibility going into
2: 2019 um I'm, I feel like I'm gonna be way higher than most I think I have like 55 okay. percent
0: uh, I'm going 20 percent I
1: was I was gonna say like 40 percent so I'm kind of in between you guys yeah I it's It's definitely realistic um, for him to do that, but you know, it's not like second base is super uh, second base is not super shallow anyway. so the, the difference is is pretty, pretty small.
0: No, I'm just saying it's better to have both than only one. Oh, yeah,
1: my oh, it's yeah. absolutely better to have both.
0: Um, okay, Ian Kinsler was traded today. I mean by today, I mean like an hour and a half ago. To the angels, probably not a lot to be gleaned from this, other than the fact that he's going to
1: a better lineup
0: than what he would have had in Detroit, but not really a better lineup than what he's been used to the past few years
2: yeah, that's about right, all right, and then uh, the other guy we had
0: was almost less for him than more for how it affects the other players that uh, he is now involved with or who he is leaving. but aledmi uh, Diaz uh, was traded in sort of a under the radar move from the From the Cardinals to the Blue Jays. So 2016's Paul DeJong is now a Blue Jay. Um, We'll start with the Cardinals end of this. I know they still might be doing some moving and shaking, but uh, anything beyond more playing time for Jerko and DeJong that you see?
2: Greg? Uh, No, I mean, I think for DeJong, it's, it's obviously a vote of confidence there. I mean, maybe Colton Wong gets involved a little more than he would have otherwise. Um, I don't know if that's an inspiring option, but I, I mean, I think ultimately, you know, you hear the cards connected to Machado and to Donaldson. I think they make an addition. I don't know if it'll be either of those two, but I, I, I don't know. I I don't think that they're going to go in with, with Jerko as the everyday guy. I think they prefer to have different depth um, or I I should say additional depth. Um, But I I do think it's a, it's a vote of confidence in DeJong. And I think, I would guess they're going to get a uh, a shortstop more likely because I DeJong is just not really a shortstop, so I don't know. Oh, they you know play, who they're, you they know who they're get. back there? Oh God! You know who they're going to get for
0: third base, Craig? They're going to get Evan Longoria, and he's immediately going to OPS over nine hundred.
2: <laughs> it's true.
0: He's going to OPS nine oh
2: one. As a cardinal, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he retires and takes his money off their books somehow, and they do something crazy next off season.
1: Absolutely, he'll go, he'll go all Gilmesh on them,
2: the cardinal way. Yeah, no, I I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think a shortstop might be more likely, but that's just because I really don't think DeJong could play. But as as you said, like they Jorko, they, they've they they played Jerko at shortstop. Uh, They've played a lot of people who can't play shortstop at shortstop. So, they play, they played the Leipzig Diaz at shortstop. <laughs> well, he, he's frankly better probably at least athletically than DeJong or, or Jerko, no?
1: Sure, but he's not. Yeah. I, I don't think you'd call him a good shortstop.
2: Yeah. And so I guess the other effect is, is this displacing... Uh, is this just too low insurance or is it displacing, uh, Devin Travis? Like, what do you think happens? I,
1: I don't think he's displacing anyone. I don't think he's capable of displacing anyone. So I'm not, I'm not particularly worried about it. I I think, I I think he's, I, I think he's not very good.
0: Travis isn't very good either. I know everybody loves him, but he's also not that good. So I, I, I think it's sort of second base is an open discussion for Toronto and then
2: when Tulo eventually gets hurt, Diaz will get more playing time. I'm ju- I'm just going to throw this out on on Travis. One of the worst cases of double first name that I've ever seen. Just brutal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yes, it's it's really. And Frank, apologies to any listeners. Neither first name is very good. No, I. That's what I was going to say. They're both they're both bad first names.
1: It is. Wait, while while we're on this topic, something very important. Did you see the news of the new uh, one of the new international signings that that signed today, um, whose first name is Keith Ron? I did. See that.
2: <laughs> I is, had not. So I, this, I, I didn't see wait. he signed today, but I have seen his name before.
1: So is he? I mean, it is it is one word. It is Keith Ron. But is he a is he a two first name player?
2: Hmm. No, I think that's just he's got two first names for a first name.
0: Yeah, frankly, I'd want to hear I'd want to hear longer arguments on both sides before I made a decision. Not now, not now, Jesus Christ! Just <laughs> in the future.
1: In the in the very distant future.
2: Yeah.
1: What do you, What do you What do you think? I, honest question. What do you think Anya's OPS would be if she were traded to the Cardinals?
2: I'm oh, gonna she- say I'm gonna say a firm 725. I was going to say
0: 762 and she'll make 24 hours a short stop of shortstop on the Labor there. <laughs> Back to episode ninety-six of Tino. I hope you use that break to decide whether you would rather play Me's Diaz or Enya in your middle infield. So now that the current events are behind us, uh, we're going to have a little fun instead of really giving you any more uh, breathtaking fantasy analysis tonight. Uh, so Craig, I'm going to turn this over to you because you have an idea that, frankly, uh, we couldn't let die in GChat. We had to had to bring it to the
2: airwaves. Yeah. So I I have I have a theory. Is what I'm going to call it. I, you, some might call it a conspiracy, but I think it's a. I think it's a, There's something to it. Um, my theory is that the way. So there's a lot of questions about how Derek Jeter is is operating the Marlins, um, and I think they're well-founded questions. But I think one possible answer to those questions is Derek Jeter does not want anyone on his team with L in their first or last name. He does not want the L. Loser mentality. Loser mentality. You'll note Derek Jeter, an, uh, a known and infamous winner, has no L's in his first or last name.
1: He also can't go to his left, which has an L.
2: <laughs> That's. I think that was behind it the whole time.
1: <laughs> it, it is. It's really part of his master plan.
2: So I think this is. I think this is something we can work on. Now everyone's going to say, "Okay, look, obviously he traded." Giancarlo Carlos Stanton, one L in there, and he acquired uh, he acquired Starlin Castro in in the. Uh, he's
0: gonna flip Castro.
2: He's gonna flip Castro. That's my point. Is Castro is not sticking around. So it was one L for one L, but but he's moving on. You'll note Jorge Guzman, no L's. No L's, zero L's.
1: Uh,
2: who was the other? It, it was it was. Mag never, Sierra
1: has no L's. Matt
2: Magnus Sierra, no L's. Uh, Nick Niner, no L's. Nick Nick Neither, no L's. <laughs> What what was Devers? What was Devers' first name? Not Rafael, One word. Isn't it Jorge? Jose. Jose. Jose Jose. Jose Devers. Okay. No. No L's in there. So I think you know. I I personally think this is an appealing uh, theory, and that we're we're gaining some steam here. Uh, Zach Gallon poses a problem. Uh, He'll be
0: gone. He'll be gone.
2: He'll be gone. Yeah, I don't think. Is it really a problem? We we also should note that we have problems with Zach Gallon because he spells his name Z A C. So that's he's just a lost cause to begin with. Lost cause to begin with. Sandy Alcantara, one uh, L probably going to end up in relief because of it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so I I think we've got something to go on. And I guess what I want to pose to you guys is we'll just hash it out right now, really quick, if we can. Uh, the best team one could assemble under these guidelines. Well, I have a question: Is it best or the most Jeter? Ooh uh yeah I don't know. best is probably gonna take less time and people will hate it less but all right i'm gonna go, to I'm go i'm gonna go best but with a jeter with a jeter twinge with, uh, with Jeter tilt okay here's here's one thing that i need to clarify for us because we're just gonna fill out a lineup no we're maybe a starter but not a full starting five not a full bullpen but but buster posey's actual first name gerald
0: i know i know yeah. Can't do it. We, okay,
2: we're gonna have to figure that out
0: I know. I, I'm. I'm saying no. Too close to a loser mentality. For Too Jeter. close to a loser
2: mentality. Yeah. I like. It. Know, also, Giants you know, right lost now. a lot of games last year. That might be why. Who's you know
0: is the the person who's at the bottom of Jeter's catcher list, Wilson, two Ls, Contreras, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> <it. laughs>
1: yeah, you know who my you know who my pick is for this. I I think I think there's no better option for the Marlins at catcher than Mike Zanino.
2: Oh, perfect! That's, that's yeah, exactly what I was going that's with. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Gary Sanchez. Sanchez. He's a leader. He's an
0: on-field leader. Yep, yep. Gary Sanchez is too too raw. He's not the sort of leader you want from behind the plate. Uh, too young. Mike Zunino is just shitty enough to get the good intangible label as a catcher. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think it's the right choice, Brett.
1: He's got he's got the pedigree. And, Jeter and he respects have, the pedigree.
2: Yeah, and he's a he's an excellent framer. But that's not why he's interested. That has nothing well, to do with anything. That's just no, no, no. That's no. great. First base, I think we got to go Joey Votto. I don't...
0: No, no, he walks. Losers walk. It can't Losers be Joey walk. Votto. Losers walk.
2: That's right. Loser mentality. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, who who are you going with, Ben? Oh, dude,
0: Freddie Freeman picked up his friend in a snowstorm. That's real. That's real fucking leadership right there. <laughs> Freddie Freeman is is the first baseman for the All Jeter team easily.
2: I like that. I like that. I was going to say Rizzo or, or Freeman, but that's that's an e- yeah that that makes it easy. Yeah, I think that's the only call. Okay, let's uh,
1: let's move on to second base. I have I have a thought here and I, I want you guys to tell me if it is uh, if it is too out there, um, partially because I don't uh, No, just confirming his his actual first name does not have an L in it. But this has to be Scooter Jeanette.
2: <laughs> oh, see, but I think. I mean, I think that's very Jeter. I think he'd be on the team. I don't know if he's starting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of
0: productive outs, but I think uh, potentially more of a bench guy. Yeah, I buy that. Ben- I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Brian Dozier. Real, real dirt dog. Uh, hits a lot of dingers. Gets mad when he doesn't do well. Seems the kind of guy Jeter would want to go to war with. Okay, so I mean, he gonna, really
1: could. Even if he wants to, even if he had either of these guys and and wants to bench them, you know, he certainly could just play Derek Dietrich or Miguel Rojas over them.
2: Well, you can't play Miguel Rojas. It's not the fucking concept, right. Danel, it's
1: not the concept. Got got L in it. Oh, you're right. Uh, Rojas Rojas has to go.
2: Yeah. So Anderson. I'm going to say the obvious best choice, in my opinion, would be Jose Ramirez. No else. I don't. But I don't think he's a Jeter type player. I'm going to go with Jonathan Scope. Just, yeah. just some, some that it's like kind of good, but not really that good, but no one can really decide. I feel like that's, that's my nomination.
1: Oof.
2: All right. Well, to each his own, that's fair. You um, know, I, what I think, what I really want to just want to say at second base is that I really wish Whit Merrifield didn't have an L in his name. Cause that's, that would be the guy
0: we could, he might be, he might be willing to drop it to play for Jeter. You don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Um, so, obviously, if we go to shortstop, it's just Jeter, right? Jeter would be the shortstop
2: for this team. <laughs> he's going to pull Jordan. Yeah. Comes back wearing in 22. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah so, okay. Okay, we're going to move on. Yeah. Uh, third base. So, uh, keep in mind. Keep in mind.
0: If Jeter is going to be at short, the third baseman – has to be a worse defender than Jeter because he's not going through that shit again. So <laughs> in addition to not having an L, this guy needs to be
2: terrible at third base. Okay. Hold on. Travis. Shaw. That's true.
0: Travis
2: I mean, it's Shaw, a shame good that
1: choice. Yeah. It's really a shame that, that, Nick Castellanos has a couple L's because that would have been a nice fit. Yeah. Um. I think what I think what you should really do is he he wants to play shortstop and he wants to have a shitty defensive third baseman. He has to displace another team's shortstop to be their shitty defensive third baseman, and that's why I think they should go with Jordy Mercer. <laughs> Jordy Mercer was the worst shortstop in baseball last year by FRAA.
2: Brutal.
1: It just fits. It fits, it's right? Cool.
2: Uh, okay. So those are your two options. I, I like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm sticking with my own. I like Travis Shaw as an option, but you know, to each their own. Uh, okay. Outfield, you want to go with right field first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with right field. Okay. So I mean, bet who, who, like there's, there's Aaron judge. There's Mookie Betts.
0: I think Betts, Uh, Betts has Jeter's like silky smoothness down. Uh, I think, I think Betts is the player.
2: Okay, I'm just going to throw a dark horse out there and uh, say Steven Souza Jr. Why? Well, it's just, it's so many letters without an L, and also he's just not that, I don't know, there's a, he's like a, like, he tries hard, but isn't that good?
1: I don't know.
0: Well, it's intangible, right? And that's what yeah. the Jeter team is all about. We,
2: also should, we should consider Jay Bruce.
1: Yeah, not as many letters without an L, though.
2: True, true.
1: Piscati's got a lot of letters without an L. That's 15 letters.
2: George, I don't. We're getting some suggestions from our producer, George, and I don't think he understands that L's are not allowed to be in the name. Oh Maybe. no, it's quite. It's quite clear he doesn't understand. There's no. <laughs> there's no ambiguity there. Okay, so uh, I, can, I can get on board with with Mookie Betts uh, so, center se- center field is Kevin Kiermaier, I think. Oh, I love handsome, it. Handsome, handsome,
0: yeah. no L's, max effort. Uh, only other only out other option passes. in
2: my opinion is George George Springer. Oh, can we put Springer in left? I
0: love the idea of Springer in this outfield.
2: Yeah, we could put Springer in left. I mean, to be fair, there are a lot of options in center field. I'm just going to throw out a few of them. I mean, so Tommy Pham potentially could play there. Uh, George Springer, Andrew McCutcheon. a lot of letters. I was going to
1: go with McCutcheon. I, I think that's. I think that's a good one.
2: Byron Buxton, Ender Inciarte. There, I mean, there's a lot of lot of good options in center field. Surprisingly deep in center field. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, so yeah, I guess we'll go uh, Springer and left. We can shift Springer to left. I think that'll work.
0: I think he would do it for
2: this team. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, uh, utility guy. I don't. Wow, well, do we have anyone? Nah.
0: Can we just give Brett Jordy Mercer in the utility spot? I think that's totally. Yeah, total that's a, I think
2: that's the way to do it. And yeah. starter, are you going with like Noah Syndergaard or Madison Bumgarner?
1: I mean, can we just go with like Kevin Brown?
2: I think, but I think it's got to be Bumgarner. He's got the the just yeah. like, just in. Just win thing. I'm with you on that. I think that's the that's the pro move. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I hadn't thought of a closer. Every th- every good closer, I thought of had an Allen in his name. Fernando
1: know. Rodney. He's oh, bringing
2: back, he's bringing Wade back Davis. Mariano. Wade Davis. Wait, Davis. Just like he's playing shortstop, Rivera is coming. out. <laughs> Rivera's closing. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, so that was that was my segment. I'm sticking with the idea that it is a uh, this is what Jeter's moving towards.
1: It's a winning strategy, you know, really.
2: Truly incredible.
0: Derek Jeter, Jorge Posada, Mariano Rivera, Andy Pettit, not a zero L. <laughs> I mean, not a single what? L. No L. 4-4. <laughs> no. Well, that's why Williams went first. He left Yeah. Fair, fair yeah point. Got the boot.
2: Yeah. Uh, I should also point out that it news just coming across the Marlins' Uh, released
1: edison volquez yep today sure did so,
2: yeah ellen ellen is name
0: and acquired too many else it's a double double Emmy for jeter
1: so this is why the yankees only won after don mattingly left exactly although
2: you know don mattingly now managing the marlins maybe he's got to watch out
1: i i think he does
2: yeah so oh, mattingly so on the hot seat we're gonna throw that out there and uh, we'll we'll come back to this. We'll see how the rest of the offseason season goes. Obviously, Christian Yelich going to get dealt. Yep,
1: yeah, pretty clearly. Yep. Um, Justin Bohr seems safe.
2: Not looking good on
0: JT Riddle.
2: No, gee, I yeah. mean they, another potential foundational piece. But you know what? Foundational has an L on the end, so just going to point yeah. that. Out. <laughs> you know, who, you know what? You know who doesn't have an L though? Enya.
0: episode 96 of Tino. As always, we're going to send you out with a little housekeeping. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at Tino Podcast and get in touch with us through email at tinopodcast at gmail.com. Right now, we have the uh, BP Top 10 Prospect lists going up uh, five every two weeks, so be sure to check out the homepage where you can see uh, some of Craig's good work and then Brett and I alternating trading off between the Dynasty League comments and we hope you enjoy. You can find Brett on Twitter at Brett Sayer BP. You can find Craig at CD. That's CD as in Cats Disappeared Goldstein. You can find our producer, George, at George Bissell. And you can find me at Ben Carsley. Thank you for listening and have a good
2: night. God damn it.
0: And then Brett, do you want to stick around for like ninety seconds? Oh, we can also just talk a different time. It's like eleven.
1: Yeah, time. no, I can stick. Around I for don't have a CD. if We're done now. Done
2: do you please?
0: Oh, fuck!
2: I came up with a segment idea.
0: I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know.
1: Cat disappeared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're going five. That's genius, George. <laughs>
2: Brett, mute your goddamn mic. (laughs) I don't know where the mute button is on the new version of Skype.
1: (laughs) I found it.